Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a podcast from The Bugle. Once a jolly swagman camped by a billabong under the shade of a coolabar tree and he sang as he watched and waited till his billy boil. You'll come listening to The Gargle with me. This is The Gargle, uh, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for visual world. This is the podcast, all of the news, none of the politics. I'm your host, Alice Fraser, and your guest editors for this week's edition of the magazine are Tom Neenan and Pippa Evans. Welcome. Hello. Hello. How are you feeling? Oh, just thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> you look thrilled. I can see Pepper and she looks absolutely thrilled. I'm wondering, I'm wondering uh, whether we will take hands together and, and leap um, trustful style into the body of this week's magazine. But first, we'll have a look at the front cover. This week, the front's cover is the Queen posing with her platinum jubblies out at a very saucy angle. The satirical cartoon this week is a classroom of children doing an active shooter drill while the ghost of George Washington stands to one side looking confused and the ghost of a man in a cowboy hat says it's what you would have wanted. That is our top story for this week. Let's start with the Jubilee celebrations. Your your favourite Jubilee celebrations, if you have any. My favourite is that um, the Queen has a pub. She's opening a pub in uh, in Norfolk um, at her Sandringham estate. It's a gastro pub, of course, because you don't want anything shoddy for the Queen. It's going to be exciting. You can go and have a drink, I guess, adjacent to the Queen. I don't think she promises to sort of come in pub landlord style and, and sling drinks around. But, you know, if you want to be somewhere that's owned by the Queen, apart from everywhere else in the country... <laughs> Isn't it currently up for? It's not actually a pub yet. I just I don't want your listeners all like zoom in off to Norfolk because it's up for rent. So actually, what what we have here is the potential to be the owner of the Queen's Pub, but it is currently a working men's flat top uh, club, isn't it? With replete with corner sofas and uh, all Oof. all mod cons, including oh four mica tables. So I, if I, if it was up to me, I probably wouldn't do any adjustments. Actually, I would keep it as is. And get a recording of the Queen saying, get out of one's pub. 
bit Jubilee fun. Sounds ideal. Not to be too political, but obviously now, thanks to Brexit, we've got um, crowns on our pint glasses again. Um, and I hope that this, the Queen's <laughs> Pub, will have literal cl- crowns as well on the pint glasses, as it should be. I mean, yes, it's difficult to steer out of politics in this Jubilee celebrations, mm. but it's not political to love the Queen, is it? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a choice. It's as the, as the young people say, it's a choice. I enjoy the Jubilee celebrations because they all seem so elaborate and pointless. I, I was reading up on the parade because somebody sent me a link because apparently there's a bunch of pensioners riding uh, their own mobility scooters dressed as flamingos. Uh, and, of course, then every single Google listener sent it to me a million times. <laughs> but, um it's like it's just sort of an eighteen-foot statue of a hand waving majestically <laughs> to represent British patronisation, but it's manned by left-handed children from Cornwall. Like, it's I don't understand the amount of effort that's going in for the Queen, who will stand on her balcony presumably and just think she's having a nervous breakdown. But also that they go, they have all that right. They'll have all that parade and everything. Mm. People cheer and wave their flags. But um, in in local areas. The most we can do is put a table out with some sandwiches on. <laughs> we still not got over the street party. We're like, what are we going to do? Oh, let's go back to 1956 and, and do what we did back, you know, back then. We can't, we've never managed to, to beat the, the street party, which might sort of explain the state of Britain right now. It's the UK's simpapalooza. It's us just all massively <laughs> simping over the Queen. My favourite thing I saw, I don't know if you've seen this in M&S, they're, they're selling this like Jubilee sandwich that's the grim item, if ever I saw one. It is, it's a ham and egg sandwich, and it, the inside is a whole egg, so like a whole sort of semi half boiled egg, and it looks grim. But the only, I don't know what that's got to do with the Jubilee, because the only queen I know who's associated with eggs is the one from Aliens. So, like, I don't know what that's got to do with it, but it, it's an impressive thing. I don't know if we can if we can put you know an image of that on the socials, I, but it, it's. Uh, can you describe it a bit more? Because I'm can't, I can't in my head picture a whole egg in a set. Do you mean <laughs> no, like, like it's not sliced? Is it sliced? You are correct. You cannot. It doesn't make sense. Okay. It is a so each you know the classic um, triangle cut sandwich that you get Cla- in the, the classic, supermarkets. Yeah, yeah. The classic. So what they've done is uh, is you got half an egg in one of the triangles and half an egg in the other. Right. So it sort of looks like a sort of horrible, yolky yin-yang, kind of when it's in the packet. Okay. Now we are going into our Jubilee Game of Shame uh, subsection, A Twinge of Cringe. Which cringingly royalist thing is which public figure going to do to celebrate the Jubilee? Match one of Boris Johnson, Elton John, Jacob Rees-Mogg, Keir Starmer or Piers Morgan to the following possible activities of great queenly arse-lickingness. One of them will write a love song about the Queen and ambush a formal event to serenade her with it. Hint, it's not Elton John. (laughs) One will do some sort of ambivalent poem about the power of the people being laid at her feet but also under her wings. The poem will mention the Queen's hot breath and be upsettingly erotic. (laughs) One of them will have a public tantrum about not wanting to have Charles as the next monarch, like when the babysitter arrives but the parents haven't left yet. Uh, and one will climb up to the royal balcony, Romeo style, to offer a flower to Her Majesty. Um, so please send in your answers to at Hello Garglers on Twitter, and you will get some sort of reward, um, possibly just an internal reward. <laughs> I, I come from Australia, where the last when the Queen came at one point. Um, somebody said, 
I, I did but see her passing by and yet I'll love her till I die. And everyone in Australia immediately prolapsed. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassing. Awful. Like, just, oh, because how, oh, oh, God. And like you could just imagine him like writing it. Uh, uh. <laughs> the worst. Before sporting events, we regularly just sort of beg God to not kill her. Like that is, I think, in terms of sort of, you know, being quite sycophantic, that that takes some some beating. Oh yeah, but like Robert Menzies, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it was the worst thing that's ever happened in Australia, and <laughs> there's been a lot of bad things that have happened in Australia. Uh, does it? Do either of you have a favourite jubilee bit? Well, uh, no, I just wanted to point out my accidental jubilee um, tribute, which is that. Um, cause I'm very pregnant. My hair's growing really fast, which I didn't know was a thing, but my, so I used to have very short pixie haircut and now I have this haircut and an American man at a station said to me, I like your princess Diana haircut. Uh, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was not happy. Uh, and I said, well, she was the people's princess. Um, and, um, and then I was at a, ca- a car boot sale and I found this can, uh, a, Prince, a Prince Charles can, which listen, listen, I'm sure I can put a picture um, somewhere. Um, and, and, and you will see, I have actually almost completely matched Princess Diana just in That's time incredible. for the Jubilee. <laughs> Oh my god! If you turned up, if you turned up in the Queen's bedroom, is this your audition to be? Like, is this your audition to be cast in the crowd? <laughs> there were three of us in our relationship. <laughs> but isn't that amazing? So, so there you go. And and what a way to sort of politely um, um, poke a stick at the Queen on the Jubilee uh, by impersonating her least favourite oh daughter-in-law. You should turn up in the palace and just go, why, why? Um, <laughs> I think we'd have a jubilee and a state funeral in the same, uh, same weekend if you did that. Well, at least it's all set up, you know, cause, because a lot of the complaints about the jubilee has been the amount of money. But if she could time the end of her reign, <laughs> where at least the, the parade would be ready, that big, that big, we'd have to somehow make that big hand a bit more solemn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My baby has just today learned to wave uh, and the way that she waves is exactly like the queen waves in this sort of elegant, roundy way. Lovely. Um, So there you go. The queen waves like a baby or my baby waves like a queen. I don't know which chicken or this is a chicken or the egg situation and the eggs in a horrible (laughs) But the queen has been eclipsed in achievement by a 103-year-old Swedish woman who has set the record for being the world's oldest parachuter Tom Neenan, you have the urge to fling yourself off things sometimes. Can you unpack this story for us? Um, I mean, God bless her. Um, I, I don't know. So obviously, there, there's a weird thing where we started the um, the Olympic celebrations with uh, with the Queen parachuting uh, into the the Olympics. Uh, I, I'm not sure it was her, but I, um, you know, I, I like to I like to pretend anyway. So yeah, so you were sure enough that if you were Rowan Atkinson in a movie, you'd probably punch her in the face. <laughs> exactly, and it would be hilarious. Um, but uh, but yeah, so this lady, uh, 103 year old, I'm going to say Rut Larson. Is that her, is that her name? I'm gonna, is, am I pronouncing that right? Is it sort of like Ruth? I feel like you need She's... to put. I feel like you need to put a sort of British person trying to do someone else's accent on. So it's like a root, 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 Larson. 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 
she's and then she's been labeled a Swedish daredevil because I, I literally think she's daring the devil not to take her soul every time that she uh, <laughs> jumps out of a jumps out of a plane. But yeah, so she she completed this jump in in um, is it Matala in in um, Sweden, and. You know, I think I think good honor. It's the kind of thing that you know. Everyone says, "Oh, if I ever get to like ninety, I'm going to do heroin and I'm going to do all this stuff because like may as well enjoy yourself." I think she's actually living that now. I think that she might, um, uh, yeah, that, that that she might be also. I don't know, chasing the horse, chasing the dragon. Doing not that I don't know this. I haven't got this for a fact. I'm just assuming she's now living life to the fullest. She'll probably outlive us all. I mean, this is this is all well and good and very impressive and all that, mm. given that she's 103 years old and, like, lifting a teacup to your lips is very impressive. <laughs> but this is a tandem parachute jump. Mm. This is not... She's not actually parachuting. She's just strapped <laughs> to a man who is parachuting. She just happens to be strapped to a man who happens to be parachuting. Maybe she thinks she's going to the shops mm. and he's just leapt out of a plane. <laughs> she's putting you... she's putting feminism back, basically. <laughs> she, she is... It is worrying. So you think that she's not doing this voluntarily, that actually she might just have uh, a grandson who's desperate for the inheritance and is like, hey, OK, we're going for a, we're going for a tandem jump today, Gran. I mean, maybe they're just uh, Guinness World Records chasers. Yes, yeah, That's yeah. That's possible. She's also got incredibly long fingernails and, um, and can memorise pi to like 90 decimal places. Are you ever allowed to just stop? <laughs> it just feels like a, if I, were, I, I get to 103 I want to be I want to be sat in a chair like I don't I don't want it why do we have to it's always like they were 115 and they ran a marathon it's like I don't even want to run a marathon now so, <laughs> so as somebody who is is very pregnant someone who's recently pregnant I really resented the kind of uh, pregnancy inspiration porn that oh you would gosh. get on, on social media of, of like she's doing surgery and she's eight and a half months pregnant look at her doing open heart surgery eight and a half months pregnant I'm like she's growing eyes in her stomach like give her a fucking break she doesn't need to prove anything the baby's doing the surgery actually she managed to use knee hole surgery to get the fetus to do the surgery for her it's really frustrating. Bringing human life into the world is inadequately impressive. Yeah. You've also got to be a f***ing brain surgeon. <laughs> uh, well, that's all the time we have for old ladies leaping uh, news because it is now time for our uh, ad section. Your ad section now because you can't be what you can't buy. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Pillows. Pillows, the bed for your head. Are you on an aeroplane? Are you breastfeeding on an aeroplane after 19 hours on that same aeroplane apart from a four-hour stopover in Abu Dhabi to look at some overpriced souvenir statues of Falcon and you still have three hours of flight to go? Are you a shriveled prawn who hasn't slept at all because they didn't give you a bassinet seat, the c**ts? Press the call button and ask for half a glass of water. Half a glass of water, enough to ease your raking thirst without making you need to go to the bathroom with your baby in an airline toilet. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Pets. Pets the best way to soft-launch the concept of death to your children. And that's your ad section for today. Now it's time for your crypto section. Crypto news now. Uh, if you were following avidly, as I was, the saga of Luna and Terra, the stable coins that became increasingly unstable and then crashed through the floor, uh, you will be interested to learn that, like Jesus, the Luna cryptocurrency has been resurrected and is already crashing again. Pippa Evans, you're a keen cryptocurrency enthusiast. Can you unpack this story for uh, us? No, I can't. I absolutely <laughs> cannot. I cannot. I don't. I am. I'm going to be an old lady with cash under my mattress. I still. Have, <laughs> I still have a checkbook. 
uh, I, I do not understand crypto at all. And in fact, whenever I read and try, I do try because I'm like, this is modern world. Um, but whenever I try, they read like sci-fi novels to me. And I feel I feel com- I'm absolutely completely lost. There was a, a sentence in one of these articles that said, Terra is distributing lunar tokens through what's called an airdrop. Now, and I, I, none of that sentence makes any <laughs> sense to me. Uh, I know what a mic drop is. I know what a dropped crotch is, but I don't know what an airdrop <laughs> is. So f- for me, the sooner the apocalypse happens, the better. <laughs> Uh, Tom Neenan, can you uh, tell us how Terra and Luna are interacting with one another? Um, that, that sounds more like it's, uh, it, you know, I'm going to be your Scorpio rising with um, uh, Sagittarius <laughs> in, I don't know. It's, yeah, I, I can't get my head around this. Basically, all I know is the the more that your cryptocurrency sort of o- tries to overexplain how stable it is, the more you should run away. Because it wasn't this called, the one that just crashed is called Stablecoin. Yes. And so basically, I think now they're trying to like the Lady Duff protest too much and they're sort of calling things like all going to be fine coin and like 200% (laughs) return on your investment coin. And it's like any of those that sort of try and over explain just how stable and just how fine this currency is run a mile. But but then Um, hasn't Elon Musk just caught, didn't he say he's going to start accepting one called dodgy coin, which feels like the complete opposite. (laughs) What what is going on there? Hey, we're we're taking crappy cash right now. (laughs) No, 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 Pippa. Come, 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 come. It's not dodgy coin. It is doge coin. uh, An imaginary coin based on a a picture of a dog. (laughs) It was a meme a little while ago uh, and has no limit to the number of coins that can be printed. So it's literally just magic pretend money. This is the thing with uh, Terra and Luna there. There was an algorithmic um, balancing act in play that was exploited by an outside party and, and they all lost value. People had paid real money for this fake money and now they are being issued other fake money to <laughs> com- compensate them for the fake money that they lost before, which actually translated to the real money that they used to buy the fake money originally. Unfortunately, the new fake money that they've been um, been issued with also relies on them believing in it and having just had it disappear they're not likely to believe in it as much as they would, which is why the, the price is crashing again. Uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if people buy into this new money because it has all of the problems of the old money but is less regulated. <laughs> well, obviously, we, you know, it's Jubilee, so we should be. I would like to emphasise that it's only money, it only counts as money if it has the Queen's face on it. You know, you obviously that stamps are technically legal tender and all things that they have the Queen's face on. And, of course... The ultimate form of currency is the queen because the queen has the queen's face on. Mm. And so the queen, I think, is worth about about sort of £100,000. So you can actually technically pay for things using the queen. Um, so, you know, that, that that's, I mean, that's worth thinking fun. about. Yeah, really fun, right? Is anything with the queen's face on it money? Do you think there's any, like, ambitious people while she's sleeping trying to take her pillow in to the local <laughs> shops with some pick and mix? some mugs with her face on. I should try it. I should try it and have a co-op, maybe. Yeah, is it, is, legal tender. Is, it, is there a celebration coin? There's normally a celebration coin, isn't there, with the Jubilee? So is there a celebration crypt? There is. Have you seen coin? it? The, the biggest... Is that <laughs> Look at me trying. The, the biggest coin in the world. They've made the, the biggest, biggest coin in the world. Coin in the world. <laughs> like a Channel Four documentary. Yeah, <laughs> which is absolutely pointless. But yeah, it does exist. The biggest coin in the world for the Jubilee, which isn't a Bitcoin. It is a big coin. A big coin. Hey. Yeah. 
And then if you take a bit of the Bitcoin, then never mind. Um, Elon Musk has said, as Pippa mentioned, that um, Dogecoin might be might be able to be used as cryptocurrency um, to pay for SpaceX voyages. If you want to go to Mars, you could be able to pay with this meme coin or what's also called a shit coin, a coin that is only exists because people think, think it's funny that it exists. But actually... Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't think you can underestimate how much power there is in people thinking it's a bit funny. Like there are definitely politicians, not to get political so I won't name names, but there are definitely politicians that got elected because people thought, oh, that'd be funny. Oh, yeah. And then it wasn't. I was, um, unfortunately. I was the sports representative at school in year nine, despite being really crap at all sports, because I was a bit <laughs> funny. And I said, I said, wouldn't it be funny if I represented us all this year because I'm rubbish at sport? And they all went, yeah, that would be funny. So I have experienced the power of humour and then found myself in meetings about sports where I didn't know anything, guys. So Fair enough. I learnt my lesson. Sorry, Elon Musk's tweet about this, the possibility of SpaceX one day accepting Dogecoin as currency uh, led the price of Dogecoin to jump 10% immediately, mm. uh, which would be called manipulating the stock market if you weren't already buying Twitter. <laughs> please let me, please fly me to space, man whose cars regularly burst into flames, <laughs> man who hasn't quite mastered a, a form of, t- a form of uh, transport which has been around and reliable for a century. Please take me into the famously stable rocket that you have and, uh, and fly me to space. What the man? The man is brave and the man is uh, is enterprising. I'll say that much. He he is ambitious, he is. but he. He also really likes tweeting and you mm. feel like, you know, ambition and grand vision for the future shouldn't also come with like a deeply fragile ego. <laughs> <laughs> Ideally, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, Alexander saw that there were no more worlds to conquer and, you know, he wept mm. because someone had said he looked a bit paunchy when he was standing <laughs> on the ruins of the city he'd just conquered. He's recently been, um, he's recently been dragged, as the young say. By a, a parody website as well, which has been a, been a lot of fun, um, who has sort of significantly less followers than him and has managed to absolutely ratio him at every opportunity. So, so you know, the man is the man is absolutely bossing the 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 platform he wants to buy. What does it mean to be dragged? Uh, <laughs> please, <laughs> it means to be made fun of. Yes. it means it's it's, it's, it's been internet oh. lingo slang for mm. being made. Is that fun connected? Of. Having your name dragged through the oh, mud. Right. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's not really that new. It's just <laughs> it's not, but it's not connected to drag race, like you know, as no. in dragging no. up. It's dragging down. No. Dragging, dragging, dragging across? Yeah. Dragging through? Dragging across, <laughs> across through the mud. the mud. It depends on what okay. angle the mud is distributed. Uh, that's all the time we have for our cryptocurrency news because now it's time for your reviews. As you know, each week we ask our guest editors to bring in something to review out of five stars. Tom Neenan, what have you brought in for us this week? First of all, I've brought something in. I'm very proud of myself. Hey. <laughs> so I've gone very traditional with my reviews this week because I'm going to do a film review because <gasps> recently I saw the film Top Gun Maverick which oh, yes, please. is blowing up the discourse. And I, okay, like, let me just get into it. So um, let's have a look. Tom Cruise plays a superhuman genius who is amazing at everything and doesn't play by the rules. His name is Maverick. <laughs> and everyone keeps saying lines like, I can't believe you're not playing by the rules, Maverick. Um, <laughs> it also stars Miles Teller, uh, which I like to think of is, as an old timey name for a map. Um, but basically, <laughs> uh, some there are some fighter pilots who have to sort of do a, a Star Wars type mission uh, to uh, to destroy some enriched uranium because the US military doesn't like anything being richer than they are. And uh, and what you need to do to enrich uranium is blow it up. Yeah, that's that's the <laughs> most sensible thing to do. Um, so the mission is described as impossible. So obviously Tom Cruise is involved. And um, obviously, you know, the, for me, the real mission impossible is the fact that he is now nearly 60 and has better abs <laughs> than I could ever dream of. Um, I won't give away the ending, but I would say that the ending did make me stand up in the cinema uh, salute, sing uh, the Star Spangled Banner and join Scientology. Um, it's a brilliant film, 50 stars out of 13 stripes. God bless America. Um, and I encourage you all to take a stress test later. I did a special, which is on Amazon Prime, and in it I make a joke about Tom Cruise and the lawyers came back to me after I'd filmed this special saying, are you sure you want to make this joke about Tom Cruise? Ooh. Because he's very litigious. Uh, and the joke is just that he runs around a corner really well. He's very good at running around a corner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because he, he does it at a more acute angle than other action heroes because he has a lower centre of gravity. Uh, so these lawyers said, "Do you are you sure you want to make this joke because Tom Cruise is very litigious? Mm. And I said, truth is a defence against the accusation of libel. I was a lawyer too, motherfuckers. I'm doing the joke. <laughs> so um, you can see that joke on Amazon Prime. The libel being he's a slightly taller than, a slightly shorter than average man, something which is visible throughout all of Top Gun Maverick. Okay, fair enough. Now you're not, I love him. I love him. I won't be able to watch him now without thinking about that, that angle he goes around corners. Oh, he's a very... It's a, He's a very elegant run around corners. Almost in, in almost every movie he's ever in, there will be a scene of him running because he runs very compactly. Mm. He's a he's a good runner. Yeah. It's one of his skills as a as a an actor. As an actor, he's a very good pilot. Yes. <laughs> it's like Gene Kelly. The reason he was such a good dancer is because he had a low center of gravity. So his, he looks really oh. like really compact. Mm, nom nom nom. Yeah. <laughs> Petite treat. Pippa Evans, what have you brought in to review? Well, I feel like it's only appropriate really to review um, the official Jubilee pudding, uh, which <laughs> <laughs> was created by Gemma Melvin, as we all know. Uh, um, many mm. people, over 5,000 people, I believe, applied to create the 
uh, Jubilee tradition, new pudding. Why was this not a season of Bake Off? Why was that, this not a very special season? It had, it had a one-off program on Channel 4. Thank you very much, Alice. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Mary Berry was involved. Uh, <laughs> and um, people might not know, um, listeners, of course, we have Coronation Chicken, which is um, chicken with mayonnaise with some curry powder in it and um, <laughs> raisins, guys. Uh, and also the Victoria Sponge, of course, was named after a queen. Uh, Victoria, that's the one. Um, um, and was dedicated to her after her husband Albert died, which is um, sort of strange, doesn't it? Go, well, how do we make the lady stop crying? Let's give her a cake. Um, <laughs> so, a sponge cake. A sponge. <laughs> Dry those tears. Uh, uh, Jubilee pudding uh, is actually, it's just a try. It's a trifle. Um, I'm not a big fan of trifle. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit disappointed when I found out it was going to be a trifle because I think it's too many. There's too many ingredients in a trifle, uh, and this one is lemon curd, Swiss roll, custard jelly, mandarin coolie, and amaretti biscuits. And Gemma says the reason it's uh, good is because anyone can make it because it's just ingredients that you can get from the shop. Now I don't know about you, but my local shop does not <laughs> have a huge stock of mandarin coolie. Um, <laughs> um, so so uh, so my review is I mean it's completely based on visual it's not based on um, taste uh, it, it, I'm going to give it a three because if I was going to create the Jubilee pudding uh, and to be fair I didn't enter um, but I would base it on the queen of puddings <laughs> um, not the actual queen of puddings which is in itself a name of a pudding um, but the, the, my queen of puddings which is the Viennetta um, uh. where everyone should know this uh, classic 80s dessert that was is is and it has ingredients that you can get at the shop, uh, which is just which a is the <laughs> straight out of box. <laughs> then I would put that on top of a piece of Victoria sponge, oh, and then hello. I would cover it with meringue and make a sort of baked Alaska, but with a Viennetta in the middle. I mean, that's pretty good, right? Uh-huh. Because then we've got this sort of sticky meringue just to represent the stickiness around the the royal family that's ever present. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, gargles, if you would like to make this uh, gargle special jubilee pudding, uh, please take a picture and send it in to us at Hello Garglers. How many is that out of five um, for the for the jubilee? I'm going to give it three. Okay, you can give it three out of five. Excellent work. That's all the time we have for our reviews section because now it's time for science news. I love my science news. Uh, This is news that uh, researchers have teleported quantum information across a rudimentary quantum network. Incredibly exciting teleportation news. Um, Tom Neenan, you've gone from one place to another very quickly in the past. Can you unpack this story? Uh, Sure. So, yes, uh, this is, I mean... I'm gonna I'm gonna try and explain this to you in layman's terms, okay? Because I realise some of the listeners might not be so au fait, and so I've just I've simplified it for for um, thank you, for thank this. you so much. Uh, not at all. So uh, scientists at uh, Delft University <laughs> have sent an email. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. I, yes, they have sent an email so fast that it took zero time. Right. Uh, that it just appeared in the other place at the same time as they sent it. Yeah, isn't that? An email. <laughs> so, I I think I'm one. I think I've I've realised in this. I don't know how what an email is. Like I don't know if an email bounces <laughs> off a satellite. I don't know what it does. Um, so, and so so yeah. So the whole point of this is that it arrived. It arrived the second it left. Is that the yes. is that the point? So is I mean a second would be like a million times longer than it took. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The 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 instant it was sent, it arrived. Yes. Okay. 
um, so that they had Prime or something to make sure that it, it got there really quickly. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, okay, so is, is, the, is the end game of this? I'll ask you this. Sorry. So basically, researchers uh, have teleported quantum information across rudimentary qu- a quantum uh, network is the sort of the, the nuts and bolts of it. Um, so is the idea of this either that if they can then send it even faster, the thing will have arrived before it left and then we've created time travel? Or is it that we're trying to create sort of a teleporter? It's that we will make computers that are very fast. Unfortunately, that's the. Oh. It's not. It's not exciting. <laughs> the computers will become faster than they are now to right. do more complicated things than they do now. Um, but then mm. maybe they'll be fast enough that they could calculate time travel. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but the answer is definitely not. That's not true. That's not how that works um, at all. <laughs> but it is it's, uh, faster computers is basically faster computers. the answer. That I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> My computer is as fast as it needs to be. If I, I frequently, I'll be drafting an email, I'll send it before I want to, and I can just do the little undo thing. I don't want a situation where the email is is in someone's inbox uh, the moment that I've I've sort of sent it. That would be a nightmare. Mm. Um, so, and also I'm always constantly accidentally closing tabs, things like that. If anything, slower computers. That's, that's what I'm going to pitch. I want computers that allow for human error and everything they do, they're like, are you sure about this? That's, I think, if they could find a way of getting this rudimentary quantum network to kind of, I don't know, slow things up a bit, to kind of put a spanner in the works, that I would be on board for that. Maybe it's just, maybe it's I like mean... just mail. <laughs> exactly, the post. <laughs> Bring it back to Flame Wars via mail. Yeah. I basically just chose this story because they teleported the quantum bits from Node Charlie to Node Alice uh, oh, with the help of intermediate Node, node Bob. And I, <laughs> I only know one Charlie and I don't really know any Bobs, but I'm, I'm hoping to be part of a Charlie and Bob sandwich one day. <laughs> uh, information sandwich, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. This is a family show. Uh, that's all the time we have for our science news because now it's time for our art under attack news. Uh, This is a non-political story. Let's say it's a non-political story because I'm pretty sure it will have zero political impact. Uh, The Mona Lisa, behind its bulletproof glass, uh, somebody threw an ice cream cake at the bulletproof glass encasing the Mona Lisa, said climate change is real, and then scattered roses as uh, he was being arrested, dressed as an old woman in a wheelchair, which I feel is probably unnecessary. Um, But Pippa Evans, as the dessert expert on this podcast can you unpack this story well uh, have you ever been to see the Mona Lisa um because it, it's really tiny as much tiny it's really small <laughs> so and then there's loads of people so so my sadness is that this person's put quite a lot of thought into I'm gonna dress up as an old lady get in a wheelchair get it with some push and then I'm gonna reveal myself and I'm gonna cover the picture with ice cream and then I'll say climate change is real um um, but no one will have been able to really see it uh, because there'll be all these people in front of it. In front of it, so his performance has sort of been rather destroyed by the by the crowd. Um, and <laughs> and then, and it's apparently it took ten to fifteen seconds before he was removed from the place, which means that then people would have been confused seeing them dragging an old woman, (laughs) 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 not knowing what she'd done, her hands covered in cake, Um, uh, like some kind of nightmare old people's home scenario. Um, so, so, and so, so it seems to be some kind of protest against climate change, but most commentators have said they can't quite see what the connection is between 
a picture of the Mona Lisa, an ice cream cake and climate change. It sounds like one of those questions you get asked, um, you know, like in your 11 plus or something. Um, <laughs> so so it's a it's a confusing story uh, and, and um, makes makes you wonder, has protesting gone too far and should we take away people's right to protest? <laughs> Tom? Finally, someone's saying it. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, historically, the Mona Lisa has been attacked many times. It's also had a cup of tea thrown at it. So um, slowly, they're sort of accruing sort of a nice uh, sort of 11s uh, across the, the Mona Lisa, <laughs> uh, which is lovely. And obviously, it was stolen in 1912, um, which is sort of how it became famous, uh, because people would queue up to see a the, the place where the Mona Lisa used to be. And that used to be a big sort of tourist attraction as well. Um, in the same way that people, I don't know if you saw the uh, the Hyde Park. It's mound. called the Mona Lisa. Oh, very nice, very nice. Um, and yeah, so so it's um, it's uh, once again she's been attacked, which isn't nice. But like you say, she's behind glass. She's um, she's fully protected and everything else. Um, it's. I wonder if it's to draw attention to the fact that obviously the um, the French got rid of their royals, so they're jealous of our jubilee. And sort of mm. the Mona Lisa is sort of the closest thing they have to a queen, I guess. Mm. I wonder. Yeah. I wondered if it's because the planet is our greatest artwork, and we don't protect oh. it anywhere near as much. Mainly. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I certainly feel like the Mona Lisa has a touch of the old um, panda problem about her in terms of you know yes. preserving our, our natural resources and beauties. Mm. Um, the pandas get a disproportionately large amount of all money that goes to saving uh, endangered species because they're so cute and there's plenty of other hideous little frogs and things that are going yeah. extinct every day um, <laughs> that they just don't get the credit. And and people feel that it's unfair, of course, that pandas get that much uh, resource because they will not f- yeah. and you feel like you're sort of helping someone that doesn't want to be mm. helped and that's always yeah. a, an odd feeling when you help someone who's quite ungrateful for, for the help. <laughs> Um, you, that you're giving them. Are you saying so, that the Mona Lisa looks like she doesn't put out? Is that the uh, is that the problem? I uh, yes, yeah. famously, mm-hmm. famously. That's what the smile is. <laughs> yeah. The smile is. I've seen your dick pic, and I'm. Not a <laughs> <laughs> uh, that brings us to the end of today's episode of the Gargle. We're flipping through the ads at the back. Uh, this is an ad for the Big Airport Toblerone. Surprisingly uncomfortable to eat for something that was purchased for you with the intent to bring you pleasure. And uh, Pippa Evans, have you got anything to plug? Oh um, no, not really. <laughs> just <laughs> just come and just come and find me on the old social things, you know, the Twitter and that. I am Pippa Evans. I am uh, Pippa Evans, and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Shoes, the socks for your socks. <laughs> uh, Tom Neenan, have you got anything to plug? Uh, as usual, follow me um, on Twitter, at T Neenan. Um, all of the, the hauntings, there are more coming out in October on Radio 4, but if you want to catch... Yeah, I'm looking forward to those. Uh, so there might even be an episode about crypto, so keep an eye out for, for that. Um, but um, but yeah, uh, the rest are all available uh, sort of via various means. If you just Google The Haunting and Penguin Books, I think you can download the audiobooks from there. Um, there's uh, lovely episodes with people like Nicola Walker and Julian Ryan Tutt and people like that have all turned up to do a, a turn. Um, uh, Nina Sasania as well. So, so yes, check those out and there'll be more coming and sort of other bits uh, here and there that aren't quite aren't quite official yet. So I shall keep shtum until then. But yeah, follow me on Etsy Nina for all the all the latest updates. Uh, and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Cryptid Currency. Uh, it's like cryptocurrency but more imaginary. 
I'm your host, Alice Fraser. Find me online at alliterative at Twitter, Instagram, A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E or at patreon.com slash Alice Fraser. That's one-stop shop for all of my stand-up specials, podcasts and blogs. It's also now closing the Dancy Lagarde tribute, literary tribute competition. I will be reading your submissions. If you if you want, you, you have another week to get in submissions, um, but I'll be reading your submissions over the next couple of weeks and I'll find a winner the Dancy Lagarde Literary Tribute Competition. If you find it on my Patreon, you can submit at the email address there. Uh, this is a Bugle Podcast and Alice Fraser production. I'm your host, Alice Fraser. Your editor is Ped Hunter. And this week, Chris Skinner, who's also your executive producer, Chris Skinner. I'll talk to you again next week. <laughs> Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com